This is host Raymond Posh. No new episodes are being added under our spiritual life, but all 108 episodes will remain accessible. My new episodes are all being published under my New Ways of Being podcast. You can learn about me and new ways of being at RaymondPosh.com. Welcome to the Spiritual Indies Only podcast, in which we discuss God, spirituality, and life for and with spiritual indies, people who are spiritual but independent of religions, churches, and closed-mindedness. I'm Raymond Posh, a longtime spiritual indie myself, and I want to share my personal stories, spiritual insights, and guidance that can help you experience more powerful relationships with yourself, the divine, and the world, and ultimately, greater satisfaction and joy in your life. I love Spiritual Indies because we are soul brothers and sisters. We want to make the world a better place, and we don't particularly like religions. Deep within our being, though, we do care about others. These episodes are for Spiritual Indies only and are my gifts of love to a world that needs teaching and love, not preaching and dogma. Hello, Spiritual Indies. I love you and care about you. This is Episode 12, Become who you truly are. In the very first episode of the Spiritual Indies Only podcast, I mentioned a quotation by Carl Jung, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. And I promised to do an episode on that quote. This is it. There is a part of each and every person that is God stuff. It is part of the one universal consciousness that we call God that is individuated. It is God expressing itself as a unique individual human being. It is your essence. It is your spirit, your soul. It is your true self. As we grow up, we lose touch with our spirit. Or perhaps a better way of describing it is that we develop a mental construct called the ego that covers up our spirit. We misidentify ourselves as our thoughts and labels about ourselves, about me, such as, I am not good enough, I am unworthy. I am my job, which might be accountant or teacher, whatever. I never have enough money, and on and on. And even though you may not be aware of thinking thoughts about separation, the ego believes in separation. 
I am obviously separate from everyone else, it says. I am separate from everything else. And the ego, your mental construct of you, believes it must protect you by helping you believe you are right or better than others. And so you lose touch with your own spirit because it has become hidden from you. And this is especially true when you go out into the world to make your own way as an adult. You encounter all the musts and shoulds that come with being a responsible adult, especially when you have become married and have a family. Now, your spirit knows that it is one with one consciousness or God or universe or the divine. And it knows the reason, your purpose, in choosing a life on earth. And even though you agreed to forget that you are part of God and had a special purpose, your spirit knows. And whenever you feel a longing for something more in your life, that is your spirit reminding you to look for something truer and better. Because your purpose involves finding that truth and living in alignment with it by growing as a person and serving others. For most people, like me or you, it takes a lifetime before you start listening to your spirit calling out to you, nudging you towards something truer, something better. But by then, you may be bound up in a lifetime of habits and in a belief that you could never succeed at living in a different way, the way that your spirit is pushing you toward. But if you do start searching for what your spirit is pushing you toward, and if you do succeed in breaking through that shell of the ego that is keeping you from knowing your true self, then you can eventually succeed in awakening to your true self. That's when Jung's quote has full meaning. The privilege of a lifetime is becoming who you truly are. Back in December of last year, when I encountered Jung's quote, it so struck me with meaning that I ordered as a Christmas gift to myself a sign with a quotation that I have since hung over my desk in my study. And since then, I have been thinking often about what it takes to become who you truly are. Now, what I've realized is that for myself, I had been seeking to be more awakened to God and to be more in union with God and be more fully present. But I realized I really needed to pay more attention to uncovering my true self, which is already connected to God, and to living more from that authentic me. It was a shift in how I thought about my connection to the divine. Panache de say refers to the spirit part of you as your essential self. And in his book, You Are Enough, 
he talks about ways of getting in touch with your spirit and eventually achieving samadhi. Samadhi is going within, raising your spiritual energy level, and merging with your soul so that it becomes your authentic self, your essential self. It may take some kind of breakthrough or break out, such as a spiritual crisis, for you to remember your essential self and to allow it to emerge. But Desai talks about other ways to help the process along, such as vibrational transformation, awareness, acceptance, and surrender. What I found for myself and would recommend to you is to remind yourself often to be centered in spirit. As Wayne Dyer called it, the the word in hyphen spirit, and to allow everything that has covered up your spirit but is not really you to fall away. Remind yourself daily, if possible, to always move toward your true self, your authentic self. I recently discovered a book by Dyer that I was not previously aware of called Living an Inspired Life, Your Ultimate Calling. And I am reading the book now at this time. In it, he refers to your spirit nudging you to seek out the truth of who you really are as a calling. It is spirit calling you to your destiny or purpose, but it is also calling you to step fully into that part of you that is real and authentically you, your soul. If you can make that shift, you become authentic and filled with the spirit that is you. Dyer also talks about living in a way that is inspired, in the realm of spirit. And when that happens, living and doing becomes uplifted, creative, and joyful. That which you desire and are inspired to bring into existence begins to flow into life through you and even around you. It is a surrendering to let go and let God. You are partnering with God to receive ideas and to allow those ideas to be translated into existence through you. The result of using inspiration or letting inspiration use you may be much different than if you had tried to do it without inspiration. But the result will be much better able, when when you do it in an inspired way, to serve others in an ideal way. It truly is being inspired and letting your spirit which knows best, work through you. It will bring that into existence in the best way. Dyer describes being in spirit as a direction to take 
rather than a destination to be reached. And he says that when in spirit, quote, we feel completely connected to our source and totally on purpose, our creative juices flow and we bring exceptionally high energy to our daily life, end quote. When he was in spirit, he had a feeling of contentment and joy, and he totally tuned to the vibrational energy of the source. Furthermore, Dyer described what happens when you are inspired as having six characteristics of the God consciousness that is within every one of us. Those six characteristics are, one, when you are inspired, all of your thoughts break their bonds. Two, when you are inspired, your mind transcends limitations. Three, when you are inspired, your consciousness expands in every direction. Four, When you are inspired, you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Five, when you are inspired, dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive. And six, when you are inspired, you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. That certainly sounds fantastic to me. Don't you agree? In the book, he went on to explain each of those six characteristics in detail. I myself have reached a level of opening to inspiration that taps into these capabilities, but I can't always summon inspiration at will. That is, I can't force it. I do find, though, that when I am in inspiration, creativity flows with ease. It definitely is a case of tapping into our source, and it feels totally joyful. And I often describe that feeling as being in flow. In the book, Dyer discusses many ideas and recommended ways to become inspired, and he always lists meditation first. I have found that meditation done in a theta state is probably the most powerful way of meditating and getting into inspiration. I've also found that shifting into presence and into a being state, as described by Eckhart Tolle, are extremely effective in opening the flow of inspiration. So, in case it's not clear, let me add that being inspired definitely is a case of stepping into your true self and living in an authentic, inspired, and spirit-filled way. If you want to uh, discuss the ideas that I've brought up about being your true self 
and living in an inspired way, please leave a comment under episode 12 at spiritualindiesonly.com slash podcast. I love you and care about you. May you be blessed and become who you truly are. Thank you, fellow spiritual indies, for listening to this podcast. I send you my love because together we can make a positive difference in the world. And I want to share my spiritual insights with you and be there for you if you have questions or want someone to talk to. Do you want to learn more about spirituality and becoming more conscious? And please subscribe and listen to my episodes of these Spiritual Indies Only podcasts. And please check out my website at spiritualindiesonly.com where I post the transcript for each episode and feel free to leave questions and comments. May you open yourself to life, grow as a person, and experience many blessings. <laughs>